blackest eyes, blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to purely and simply evil. I'm drawing a line, I'm drawing sand here. Do not need the ladder. Kunda, Kunda, Yeah, we're good. So this episode, <laughs> uh, I did not, I did not work this weekend. Reagan had a uh, sleepover, so I could not do the metal mixdown. So this episode is just going to be like a surprise episode. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is going to be a fly-by-night episode of <laughs> of horror stuff. Um, as well, Bob is woefully unprepared, and I am far too prepared. Which is uh, which is exactly how I wanted this to go. It's it's, uh, it's working out perfectly. Yeah. So, Patrick. <laughs> well, actually, I think we're going to start off with. Okay. Well, no, we'll say that for last because that's going to take the that's going to be our alternate version of pitch deck. So we're just going to jump right into the 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 like intensely waited for soft reboot slash remake slash sequel to 1996's The Craft. Okay, so first of all, let's we have to like, so this is probably, I think this is the second or third time in a row where we have decided at the last minute, like right before recording, to completely change what we said we were going to talk about in the previous episode. Um, so originally, originally we were talking about, I guess, Hell Comes to Frogtown was originally going to be the pitch deck. And which, then, which we're still going to do. Just Yeah, which, but not as pitch deck. Um, we, we had decided even before we stopped that episode that we were going to make the entire episode about Hell Comes to Frogtown. Then, yeah, which, which we're not doing. Correct. And then Rob, you know, so when we made that pivot, Rob decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to make Patrick watch. Uh, the craft legacy and so um and then we were going to do the entire episode on frog down to the pitch deck for the craft legacy um rob was unable to do a metalcore metalcore mix for frog town which is just a crime in and of in and of itself right well, so the the bigger crime would be to do the episode on... with without the, yeah, 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 that'll, that'll yeah. be the bigger crime because there, there's. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so I need I need like a full day to just lock myself away. Yes, and and just sit in my in my Beats laboratory, as I like to call it, and yes. watch so, uh, and watch Hell Comes to Frogtown, yes. and then mark things and then do it right. Yeah, so. So that's basically what happened is we don't have the metal mix for Frogtown and that needs to be a thing. And if we don't do it for an episode, Rob is going to lose any and all motivation to do it. (laughs) Um, So we're going to have to we're going to have to keep that in our back pocket, push that to the next one 
And, you know, we just, we won't do an episode until that frog town comes out. But so much of what, so much of what dictates this show is trying to get me to do the things that I said I would do. Yeah, because unfortunately I'm overzealous apparently when it comes to it. So as of right now, I've got, um, so I watched Frogtown. Um, I watched, which, which is not a big deal. I mean, no, I, I watch well, Frogtown at yeah. least three or four times a year. So interestingly enough, I, uh, oh, this isn't about Frogtown, but <laughs> the beginning of Frogtown I've watched like seven or eight times. It's the last like 20 minutes that are so hard for me to get through. And arguably the best 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie. We can't talk about Frogtown anymore. Exactly. So anyway, so um, so we did watch the Craft Legacy. Um, I also watched Demonic, which we were supposed to talk about at some point. I Rob, did not watch Demonic. Rob hasn't. Um, you know, I've tried telling Rob several times that it's really good and he really needs to check it out. Um, it and, was my idea to watch it as well. It was. So... Um, and then for some reason, Rob sent me the link to, you know what? It's going to be in the pitch deck, but we still have to say it. Rob sent me the link to the trailer for prisoners of Ghostland, right? Is that what the name of it was? I believe so. And it's starring Nicolas Cage and Bill Mosley and yes, William Mosley himself. And I, for some reason, I woke up at five o'clock this morning and we purchased it on amazon i purchased it rob i own it and I oh want- you bought this outright <laughs> yes well it was 6.99 to rent like 13.99 to own so what do we do you know so you thought to yourself i will probably revisit this movie at least one more time to break even i will not i will okay. not though um i will say though this so you lost seven dollars Dude, I set it all on fire. I lost the full thirteen ninety nine, man. I can't believe it. I was just barely waking up, and don't usually text people that early on the weekend. And I was actually about to text Patrick because I had sent him a lengthy text last night that he just ignored. And I thought, well, maybe about maybe the things that I said about David Duchovny and a particular pair of blue jeans just really upset Patrick and he's not going to talk to me. But then at like seven 30 in the morning, I get the, I woke up at 5 AM and I made a terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is, is while it was happening, I, I had the foresight forethought. So I actually have a screenshot of the option to purchase and then a screenshot of right after I purchased and then a screenshot at the end to prove that I, I watched it all the way through. Oh God! But nothing, nothing. What was talking about? I got to go through my phone real quick here. Oh, where's that? So actually, uh, okay, here it is. Well, apparently, uh, I was asking Patrick about his football team, but he doesn't watch football anymore. I don't. And the uh, night started off with. Where's it at? Damn it! No, Rob. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, I think that should be a uh, that should be part of because that text exchange. Um, as I was reading it, you were playing it so straight, it sounded as though we had switched roles. <laughs> so I was going to say, if we pick a place to start in that text exchange, and you read off my text, and I'll read off yours. Okay. Okay, so 
I don't think we said anything. <laughs> I don't think we said anything that would get you know the NSA on us or anything like no, that. All all of the things about the conversation about things that I'm allowed to say and not to say was earlier in the day about the gypsies. Oh yeah, no, which I maintain. I don't think gypsies is a uh, is a slur at all. I don't think okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to start at eight twenty two p.m. with my text to. Y- well, okay. So what you're, I'm reading your text. I'm reading. What am I? How are we doing this? Okay, yeah. So I'll read yours and then you read mine. Okay. Okay. Right. Cause yeah, actually as I'm reading them, it does sound like we completely yes, exactly changed roles. All right. So, so to start off our review of the craft, this is Rob and Patrick have a discussion about the craft. And this should be like on all, almost ever, every show because when one of us does go missing and the FBI cracks our phone, yes, they're going to, those are going to be the, this is going to be what's read out in court. <laughs> like, because uh. it won't have anything to do with each other's, with each other's disappearance. It's just what will completely distract the FBI. They're going through this and this and they see, huh, what is this? And they click that. And I, oh my God. <laughs> this, what, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, somebody watch the craft legacy now. <laughs> <laughs> we need context. God. All right. So to start it off, eight twenty-two p.m. I am Rob. You yes. watching craft? Uh, I uh, not yet. It's pretty good once you get into it. No, this fucking movie. I refuse. Fuck. Too late. I finished that fucking thing. Men are bad, Patrick. It's called subtext. I feel like 125 minutes is far too many minutes. Like, so many minutes. If you could imagine it being worse, then times five. Then imagine worse than that. It's so many minutes, dude. Did you get to the condom bong water? Not, not yet. God damn it. This shit just keeps going. This shit, keep, this shit just keeps going on, doesn't it? God damn it, Rob. It gets worse and fucking worse. If you didn't tell me, I just kept getting increasingly unfucking watchable. I told you it was bad. You should have known what that meant. Why is David Duchovny in like full asshole dad mode to this girl he's known for a week? Because men are bad, Patrick. The patriarchy, bro. We need to set rules for pitch deck. Pretty sure this is within the rules. I feel like we need to update our precautions, like how the airports did after 9-11. I'm halfway halfway through it. It can't get worse. Oh, just halfway? You've just begun to suffer. Nuh-uh. The sad piano music budget must have been massive. No, the fuck they're not snapping their fingers. Only the strong men can survive. The He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> I haven't hit play since the domestic violence fan club started started snapping their fingers. There's no proof of domestic violence. You have to finish. Picture. <laughs> That's a great gift. Picture of Hunter S. Thompson. Finish the fucking story. I don't trust this Mulder fella. 
I feel like I've been absent for 75% of what we men are supposed to be saying and doing. I didn't know you guys were doing all this. You don't go to the meetings. Reading the trivia on Amazon helps. This movie right here is why women shouldn't be allowed to vote. (laughs) Rob, what the fuck is this soundtrack? I wasn't aware of a soundtrack. Easily the most awkward movies I've ever fucking seen. Have you finished? Every time they attempt some badass girl power moment, there's this weird ah music that plays like Andre 3000 rubbing his balls on a cat. Bitches be tripping. That's what I would have called it. The craft bitches be tripping. They're just saying fire at each other. That's the fucking climax of the film. No, the climax uh, climax is at the end. The big reveal. Okay, then we have uh, a series of vomiting gifts. Yes, we have uh, I'm going to throw up from Step Brothers, which is that's a go to. And then you tried to use Hubie and Shaquille O'Neal against me. Yes. And then, uh, oh, it's back to you. Oh, no, I already uh, that was pretty much the end of it, I think, Um, because the rest is just us discussing the. Well, anyway, I responded with, don't you use Shaq. I'm the only one allowed to use Shaq because me and Shaq spell our last names the same. O-N-E-A-L. Robert Robert O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal. Every time somebody asks me how to spell my name, I say, like, Shaquille, he's my cousin. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyways, so then, yes, then we go on to discuss the big reveal of the movie, which was them giving Feruza Balk a $20 bill and say, stare into the camera. Yes. Oddly. And so girls who were alive in 1995 will be like, Oh my God. Well, Savannah was alive in 1995 and actually really liked the craft. And I honestly think she hated this movie. Oh no, 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 no. So, so when I said that, I meant that was what they thought would happen. Oh, Oh, cause that's not what happened. no, no, none of what they thought. I don't think any of the reaction to this film is is what they assumed would happen. Did you uh, actually read the Amazon trivia on this movie? No, I did not. I did. Okay, not. there's only about like fifteen or twenty little tiles in the X-ray. Okay. I would say ten out of the fifteen are about Feruza Balk, who is in this movie for twelve seconds. No. No, Rob. It's literally she looks at the camera, fade to black or cut to black. Yeah, it's, I would. I would say five, two, maybe, one or two seconds. I'd say I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a solid three Mississippi's. Um, and I'm going to think that they probably shot it about eight times. There probably was eight cuts. No, not like that, Feruza. No, 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 no. no. This <laughs> there is- literally was a trivia tile that said Feruza Balk has nine tattoos. And a nose ring. That was trivia. That is how terrible. How about this, this? movie was that they couldn't even put trivia in it. To Where's fame? For the, last, huh? for the last 25 years. I have that, no idea. That'd be a nice bit of trivia. You know, Where, where'd she go? Well, actually. No, I, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, funny, funny enough. That is part of one of the trivia tiles. Oh, is that. Okay, I'm telling you all the trivia tiles are about Feruza Balk, but one of the trivia tiles was Feruza Balk. Uh, Feruza Balk 
takes acting jobs. I'm paraphrasing, but Feruza Balk takes like acting jobs that are more challenging to her that do not necessarily make them more profitable. Yeah. I, I mean, this was a challenge. <laughs> it, I felt I felt rather challenged while watching this. I'm pretty sure I've got a good feeling that the writer of this was was challenged. Well, the writer and director. They were they were challenged. They yeah. were definitely they were definitely challenged. They faced they faced some challenges, Rob. Um so let's get into the the craft legacy instead of just talking around it. Um do, do you, are you, is it too soon? Do we, do, you know what? Do we need to rewatch it? No, we don't ever. Um, and really try to pick up on this movie had a lot of subtext. Yeah. No. Um, when you write, when you write it over the text, it's <laughs> not. When you can't read the actual text because of what you put on top of it. Um, there was a definite theme to this movie. I. It was very, it was very subtle. It was hard to pick up on. Um, so, uh, but uh, I believe it has to do with men bad, girls good. So, I'll I'll just go out and I'll come out and say it right now because it, it the and, and this is not like again. I, I just want to I just want to step in real quick because this is not like. I'm not upset at this movie because men bad, girls good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not upset f- at just how terrible this yeah. movie is. No, one thing you have to realize, like, uh, um, so, like, again, we're the Tucker Carlson of horror. No, no, <laughs> this this, this movie, is not a Tucker Carlson moment. This is no. this is just like one you you really have to understand about Rob and I. Well, we don't take like anything personally, right? Um, it most like even like political ideals or anything like that. I, honestly, both of us, we don't, we don't even, we don't even discuss it because I got a real good feeling that Patrick has, well, I got a feeling that I kind of know where Patrick is. I yeah. got a feeling though. Patrick would be really surprised at where I am. Cause no, I'm, I an, I, I, I'm an enigma. Yeah. I don't, I, I think Rob ebbs and flows and weaves and everything like that. But, I can tell you this is that it, Rob doesn't really have like a uh, ill-natured bone in his body. Um, oh, that's not true. I'm well, awful, awful, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very mean. By virtue of just by virtue of being a man. So, um, <laughs> what I will say is, so originally when I am the David Duchovny when, podcast hosts. when Rob first said that I was going to have to watch this, which I anticipated, that's why I had already started watching it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is bad, but it really does progressively get worse and worse and worse. So when he first said that, I was like, ha, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to make him watch the 2018 or was it 2018 or 17, whatever, um, Black uh, Christmas with Imogene, Poot, Imogene Poots. Which I still haven't seen, but I. I, I just have a real good feeling that it's not going to come close to this. Oh, Rob, you know what? Now I might, <laughs> but I just don't, I don't want to talk about like heavy handed, overly feminist, like films two weeks in a row. Like, no, it's, it, we could save it for Christmas. It's... I thought for sure that, that, that black Christmas wasn't in like 
an anomaly because just replace David Duchovny with, um, um, God damn it. Um, Gary, you, Oh, Gary, um, Gary Elwes. Elwes. Yeah. Gary Elwes. Um, honey, is it Gary Yules or Gary Elwes? That, yeah, that one. <laughs> Gary. What is it? She says it's Gary Yules. Okay, good. I win. Anyways, um, I, no, say it's, I think I think Marissa even had to weigh in on this last time. So in the Black Christmas, um, it, I swear to God, it's almost interchangeable with this. And they're both Blumhouse, correct? And I assume they were both released within like a year and a half or two years of each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think two years because I think the Black Christmas came out in 2018 and then this came out last year. Um, but I think this is one that I think they just pooped out the door because they're like, yeah, this isn't for anyone. But like they both have that. Oh, like. Look, horror in general. There are a lot of aspects of female empowerment within horror already, right? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's like, it's just, I, I mean, honestly, you know, let's have the, the Tucker Carlson moment here. Um, but no, I honestly, I don't think that the empowerment part of it is the gimmick. I believe that selling cool. as empowerment is the gimmick because you got like you said in horror you got fantastic movies like the descent and all these other ones and and just even friday the 13th and the final girls and and all these other things like that and so it's like you said it's at least to me it's like a genre that doesn't need such heavy and this is incredibly heavy-handed yes uh themes that if the theme fit, if you're telling, like, I spit on your grave, there's another one, even way back in the 70s. Yeah. But, like, if the theme fits the story, I'm cool. That's awesome, because it fits the story. In this yeah. particular case, because it wasn't really a sequel, it really was a reboot. They even reused lines and everything else. And either which way it goes, they didn't even change the story enough for it to fit the theme, because there's why because so nope. far the only part of this theme that answers the question as of why is david duchovny and he's not he only does anything the last three minutes of the movie and he doesn't do much yeah i was extremely okay like and they explain none of it they explain oh, like, that, like, no, like 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 who hurt you david i, I thought my brain <laughs> shut off because i was wondering i was like how did how did it just so happen he, he what what where did why but it, like, I can't. Well, well if you read wikipedia if you read wikipedia it says that he is a warlock yeah i got that and he is over this massive cult of he-man woman hating warlocks are and they he, all and, and, or is it just him exactly so like is he recruiting is he not recruiting? Has, does he have recruits? Are those kids even his kids? What happened to his, I assume, his first wife? Did they sacrifice her? Uh, you know, like, there's... Z I even texted Patrick this. I said, there's blah, 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 and maybe... And, and that would have been more compelling. And he immediately texted back, no, nothing would make this movie compelling. Which what? is probably true, but it's almost like they had all these aspects of something that they could have faked a compelling story 
and they refuse to do any of it. Okay, so help me out because, all right, so you already answered near the end, I didn't black out. They really don't explain anything, okay? Near the beginning, and, and let me clarify. So when I watched Prisoners of Ghostland, right, there were several times where I rewound it and watched entire segments because sometimes your mind wanders, you know. Well, you thought you had had a stroke. Yes. Well, because, God, that fucking movie. We'll get to that later. Yeah, but we can't. We can't trade. Because, point, because of my scheduling, yeah, we so, are unable to stay on track. Exactly. So, no, my, my point being is that I even went back and rewatched parts of that garbage, right? This, I refused to rewind. So, explain to me, like, at the beginning, near the beginning, why, why is she moving in? Why are they moving in with this guy whom the daughter didn't meet until just now like what where did they did well that was that was like the first thing out of savannah's mouth was so um, explain it no there's no it opens with them in the car and savannah's like we're kind of watching it you know getting a little handsy you know as you do when you're watching a movie alone in the dark with your lady and um they like played a 90s song and even Savannah was like, ugh, like this is already starting off so terrible. And her and her mom are, are laughing and talking. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know where they're going. Then they pull up to David Duchovny's house. I assume it's probably his real house. Um, it looks like it fits him. And then, yeah, he pops out. They're not married. I think they're dating. And it sounds like she met him online. And they're moving into a house where he has got three or four boys. And like you said, the daughter, his new stepdaughter, his girl, his girlfriend's child, they've never met, but yet this mom. Yeah. and, And the mom's character seems to be like overly, overly caring and overly sensitive okay. to, well, to her daughter when it comes to things. And David, there's one scene very quickly, like Patrick said, where David Duchovny turns into like disciplinarian stepdad thing. But again, it's like, it just, it, it okay. One podcast said this, and I think it was, um, the horror show with Sean and Joe, they were making fun of, uh, of a Rob Zombie movie, which is easy, but it's like Rob Zombie writes movies and has dialogue. Like somebody has never heard another human being speak before. And this movie has that same feel. Like we're writing a story about all this stuff, but it's like this person that wrote it has no clue how people interact. Like that's not how any of that works. You don't no. just move your teenage daughter from wherever they lived to your online boyfriend's house with four other teenage boys and they've never seen each other before that it just it doesn't happen no and 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 for a movie that is like so hell bent on again like the issue is never about um female protagonists okay well okay for some people it, it, it is there there is an army of you know incels out there like say the ghostbusters reboot right before anything was known about it it got attacked by this army of incels i understand that is sexist right but once that movie came out and we watched it and we said oh god this is fucking awful that has nothing to do with the gender of the of the 
characters other than the fact that the only reason that movie existed was for those characters to be that gender. That's yeah, so, yeah. Once once it came out, once the script was leaked from Sony, and then the trailer was released, then that's where that's where I guess like I think I'm using the right word for it. Um, but that's where like the virtue signaling comes in, and it's not real. That's when Sony doubled down. That's when everybody doubled, 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 doubled down on it. And they're like, no, no, no. This is just, uh, you know, a, a man, a sexist man backlash. Like, no, at this point, it's not. Your script was leaked. Yeah. So people on people can read on paper how terrible this movie's going to be. Then yeah. the trailer was released. People saw with their eyes how terrible this movie is going to be. So and nope. in this case, it's very similar, except the female protagonists in this similar to ghostbusters i guess i only i mean i paid less attention to ghostbusters than i did to this um but like you're not they're not good i I mean they're not good actresses they're not good writing the story is awful and it's like okay she has a flow in her class so Okay, it op- okay, so she meets David Duchovny. All this happens. She goes to school the next day. And <laughs> the text rolled in quickly from Patrick. Look, um, I'm, I'm going to preface this first. Okay. Neither of us are biologists. Okay. Um, we are not biologists and we are not female. We, no, but we know. But we, we, we live I, with them. We live with them and we've heard enough to... To, to question the scene that Rob is about to uh, describe, because I'm not going to. Okay, <laughs> so close your eyes and go on a journey with me. <laughs> I don't know how old these girls are, FYI. I mean, I'm getting a real no, feel on these. No, they're this, they're, like, no, they're, this, they're this like, played out as this played out as like a sixth grade, like she's 12. Exactly. I mean, it feels like I'm going to say they're 14. That's what freshman in high school, basically 13 to 14, 14, dude. They're in classes with 30 year old men that are seniors. Yes. Okay. Those that they dude. these. Okay. Hollywood always does this. Oh, they really laid it on thick in this one. That guy, Tony or Timmy or Tommy or whatever, that that dude was, that dude was was pushing 30. Yeah. There's not a six foot seven, 14 year old, you know, but the girls I honestly think are that age, 14 to 15. I mean, like freshmen in high school. Anyway, back to the journey. Continue. You're in class. Your teacher's reading poetry from obscure poets that I'm sure the director and writer of this movie used to read while weeping in class or weeping at home. Anyway, out of nowhere, you hear a commotion, a ruckus behind you of snickering and giggling only for you because you didn't feel it happening. You were only drawn to what's happening by the, your other classmates pointing and giggling at a minstrel flow so intense that it flooded the hard plastic seat you were in and began to trickle onto the floor. Um, and then you run as you would, as I would, you run 
Now, meanwhile, I just want to want to say this again: you did not feel it happen. You did not have the pre it happening. You literally sat there in class as the new girl in school, the new girl in town, and flooded. I'm going to say flood your acid wash jeans, thereby flooding and filling the indented plastic desk seat to the point in which it overran into the floor. Okay, and and there's only two options after this. This movie should have ended. There's only two options after this. This girl, this girl gets this girl gets pulled out of school and is homeschooled for the rest of her life, or she kills herself. Jesus, that is the only way that you deal with that type of embarrassment. This is not this. If it had happened to me, if I was sitting in class and all of a sudden I began to leak everywhere. I would never go back to school or I would have thrown myself off the Skyway Bridge. Okay. Those are the only options that I have left. All right. So let me, uh, let me put my take on it. <laughs> There's no other take, but that take, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, so you're okay. <laughs> I, could I, you I, have survived Lincoln high school <laughs> uh, <laughs> after that had happened to you? Well, <laughs> But no, no, no a, you couldn't have. A, that would have been that would have been all thirteen reasons why. That would have <laughs> been one through thirteen right there. Well, no, okay. So I, I I think it's important to note though. I mean, that is something that has and and does happen to you know young girls. Um, not at that. Not at that. Rate. Not not. At, they're not, spotting. I understand to that. Like where <sighs> legitimately, and again, this is this isn't like the first time. Like is no, because she's fourteen or fifteen years old in a in. I should. I don't want to bring Savannah on the podcast to ask her that. I'll ask her that question in private, and I'll. No, what are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. When was your first, hun? Yeah. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. We've already. We've already discussed. (laughs) Okay, but how old? Minstrel. God damn it. For me, you don't know. You got to know. All right. Anyways, Rob. You might I think, want we're, I think we're leaning toward like 11, 12. Why are we older? Savannah's leaning toward sixth grade, so maybe you're right, Patrick. This is a sixth grade issue, not a ninth grade issue. Yeah, no, that's like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I just had to confirm because we're not girls, man. No, I'm, I'm not going to talk on their behalf. So I'm talking nope. to Savannah about it. Puberty happens just around the same age for everybody. Around the same, at least. I didn't, not, get, didn't not, get my first erection until I was seventeen. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> you might wonder why we're focusing so much time on the menstrual cycle of this poor girl, which because this is because this is this is how it all starts. The movie we're is. not focusing on it. The movie focused on it. I saw so, way too much of that. Yeah. So that move that part number one. It, it's the catalyst for everything that happens afterwards, because that's what introduces her to the coven of witches. The, they introduced themselves. They followed her into that bathroom and had like a nice little powwow. They, they followed her and they gave her some used shorts, which was its own thing. But so the, the biggest. I do believe there was a actual quote of you have a healthy flow. 
Yes. Yeah, they, they, uh, uh, yes, they did. They, they talked at length about the foot. And that's what I'm trying to get across is that this, a, a couple weeks back, we were talking about the Paw Patrol movie. And I said that the Paw Patrol movie is only aimed to your three year old and six year old kids. They okay, don't so give they a shit that you're kids. there. This, if, as, as, uh, as a male who, or, or just as anyone who doesn't have a, if you are a trans man, well, no, if you're a trans man, then you probably still have a period. If you're a trans female, you don't have a period. This movie is not for you. Like that, <laughs> that is where we are at with this film already. They, every time, not every time you bring that up, but every time it gets brought up, the only thing I imagine is uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian. I want to be called the Retta. <laughs> but you can't have babies, but we will fight for your right to have babies yeah <laughs> it's just what but no that's what it that, okay okay now here i gotta ask one question then i'm gonna let you go because santa says i interrupt you all the time which is bullshit <laughs> um okay do you think i mean because they've they focused on this a lot and but i say a lot people go watch this movie i'm not we're not lying to you do no. you think i guarantee you if there was an interview with the director and writer about this it was the same BS that that woman on TikTok that paints her face with it says we're just trying to normalize it. I'm not nobody here saying that this is not normal. It's just disgusting. Okay, well, it is. Girls yeah, think it is too. I, I'm, we, 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 every time it happens in this house, Dude, Savannah when, walks around cursing Eve for taking the apple. When when she reaches her hand out of the bathroom stall. Oh no no. <laughs> You could sell you like even within that moment, like oh. I don't know if it was the actor or if they were supposed to do that, but the girl handing her the shorts, even oh, like Savannah was screaming she, at that like, part. She was God. yelling at the TV. Like, why wouldn't you wipe your hand first? But okay. That <laughs> we, bloody hand coming out of the stall just Oh God. All right. So intentional. But, I'm sure the art department, the director's like, Nope, I need some blood on that hand. <laughs> Yeah, so again, the whole reason we're spending this much time on this is because the movie does, and it's the catalyst for all of these women coming together. And, and so, it is the most interesting part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So yes. then it it then goes from them, you know, giving her a pair of shorts that, again, were worn, which is fucking weird. Yeah, like, where did they come from? Oh, the the no the the one girl said she wore them. Oh, for that's gym. right. She wore them in gym, and they're still they're still damp with sweat. sweat. Ugh. damn it! So somebody so, call her mom. So they go from that to, oh my God, you're the wind. You're you're the one we've been waiting on to to you know finish our our craft circle. So how would they know? Because they couldn't finish their craft circle before because they didn't have the wind, Rob. But how do they know she's the wind? Because she had a necklace on. You you really weren't paying attention. No, I I actually you're right. I do I do remember the necklace. And I do remember I do remember the words that came out of my mouth was, "Oh, you can just get that at the Stone Age at the Tallahassee Mall." Oh yeah, they sell those like for like three fifty at the register at Hot Topic. Yeah, like <laughs> like they practically give them away. They're actually a requirement to get into Hot Topic. Is you have to have one of those. Um, okay, continue. So, 
they go home and they're like, oh my God, you're a witch. And she's like, what? I'm a witch? And then they have this fucking talk. And oh, one of them talks in like, look, I'm 36 years old. My six-year-old son will sometimes say things that I don't understand, right? I'm at that level of parenthood and he's only six. I am pretty damn sure that the words that were coming out of this, whatever age she was, um, and these like, uh, um, like uh, fucking abbreviations and shit, I am willing to bet you they are not things. Like this was a 45-year-old trying to write what they think a 15-year-old would say. Like painfully, painfully bad. No, it, it it is it is rough. I'm going to step back for just one second, and then we're going to come right back to where you were. Okay, so she gets sweaty shorts <laughs> at the school. Yeah. Okay. Sweaty okay. shorts. Okay, now the part out of this that is the most unbelievable to me, if that's if anybody can imagine, is again yeah. I'm going back to if that had happened and the level of flow. Too. Yes, and. The, this is all, all of this is all, all of this is pertaining to the flow. I mean, all of it is, um, they do that. And then there's just a shot of all four of them as best friends, all of a sudden walking through the cafeteria, finishing their day. There is yes. no way no, the day yeah. is finished. The day yes. stops there. She goes home yes. in sweaty shorts and she, we need to pick up two or three days later and they're like, Hey, you know, how are your cramps or whatever they talk about? And then we pick up with them at their house. Like you said, talking, the director sat there and watched TikTok and read Instagram camp captions for several days. And that's pretty much the entire dialogue of the girls in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Um, so it's, it's so lit fam. Yeah. It, mm, yes. Yeah. Cause it's, cause it's bussing and it's, I'm learning. Yeah. And oh. it's, it's, it's sus. It do be hitting different. It Sometimes <laughs> those, <laughs> those English class periods do be hitting different. So yeah, no, that was odd that she just finished out her day. But then, um, even odder was the fact that later on, later on when she tells her mom, um, I guess she finds her jeans have been washed, which why didn't she immediately, why the fuck wouldn't she immediately like be like, Oh, put them in there. Like anyways. So she, she should be washing her jeans herself. She finds her jeans have been washed and she, she would want to hide that evidence, right? Yes. Yes. Or at least, yeah. I mean, uh, but okay. So, or at least talk to your mother about it. Your mother. Right. Um, so, she tells her mom, hey, thanks for washing my jeans. She's like, oh, what jeans? Like, uh, the jeans I fled through. And her mom's oh. like, oh, I didn't do it. David Duchovny must have done it. Yeah, and, and the mom should have been concerned with that as well. Well, she should have been concerned with more. Everybody's things. radar should have been <laughs> up. She should have, she should have at, the very, at the very least been like, oh, no, honey, what happened? Right? Instead, she's just like, oh. Uh, the 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 stepdad that we just moved in with should should know. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> God, we get we just get bogged down. So <laughs> we let's let's just fast forward to you go through a montage of them doing uh, 
wildly irresponsible shit with their newfound we have four people powers. Well, There's, and also they don't go into how they hone their skills. They don't go into how one is earth wind and fire and water they don't go into like there's like you said it immediately picks up with a montage of just pure chaos happening with their there's like no training montage on them bad no bad chaos no bad chaos just stupid like they treat themselves like they're magical brat stalls like like, <laughs> like they sprinkle water on themselves and oh i have stars around my eyes now like what are we doing what yeah. is this? and then one and of them one of them's fingers a blowtorch and instead of just like wiping the sharpie off her locker she somehow in front yeah, of everybody just everybody. just melts the locker and like b- melts the sharpie off the locker no dude you could still see it I know <laughs> she did. She made it permanent. It, it's just never coming off. Now you just burnt it into the metal. Can, you, you showed them like oh, so bad. And yeah, the whole, you but, know, waving their hands and giving each other, they wave their hands to give themselves glitter eyeliner. Like, <laughs> Oh, the bubble bath, the magical bubble bath. Savannah was really upset with the bubble bath scene or not super upset, but like, it, again, like you said, like the scenes just keep folding in on themselves and then boom, Savannah's like, why is she naked? Why is she in a bubble bath? Why are there flowers? And then boom, here comes like twilight, like like twinkle stars coming out. She's, you know yeah. what? We're done asking questions. We just got to yeah. get through this. We got to power through this. Yeah. And it makes it very hard to power through. But oh, it does. So they don't give you any indication, or maybe I blacked out again. They didn't give any indication as to like how much time was passing at all was this no zero it could it could be a week it could be two days it, we don't it know. felt more like it was two days because everything felt like it was within like two days but they somehow magic like they just poof they're 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 master witches now um, and then and then the whole and then it it, it picks up or it kind of slows down with okay it's like girl power girl power but the whole plot of this movie is the main character basically just fawning over the six foot three Timmy who made fun of her flow in class. Yeah. That's the biggest plot point of the movie besides the flow is that she is obsessed with a man, which to me kind of kind of makes her character I guess like, you know, I mean it's supposed to be pro girl, pro pro pro-feminist whatever i don't even know if it's pro whatever it is it's like the characters are being dictated this whole time because she's just obsessed with this guy that she's only like just seen because she's new to the town she doesn't know him she saw him once and then she did some awful things to his sweater well (laughs) so they oh my god they get the the rift in the movie because every formulaic you know um unoriginal film has to have that same kind of you have the meetup you have the little montage oh we're best friends now and then something happens where they have to break up for a little bit but then they're back together at the end right so what happens to make them break up a little bit they they decide to um really change timmy's perspective so they put a spell on him this spell involves his semen in bong water Okay, and then they sprinkle it on his pillow, I believe, and then that makes him wake up as a woke feminist out of nowhere. Yeah, so, ba- yeah, basically an incel. 
Um, no, no. Oh, are they different? Cells are completely different. Yeah. Okay. In- okay. We'll, we'll get to that later. I can't, we can't. I can't open up that that can right now. Yeah. In- I'm cells- gonna write it down though. We need an incel episode because I need to know. Incels are gonna be closer to the David Duchovny. Um, yeah, but but he wasn't. He was getting it. No. Yeah. 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 That's why. He's, I, 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 that's see, we're, we're that's, already. That's why he's the leader of the incels. Gotcha. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, he goes, he goes full, full woke. Um, yeah. There's, there's my, my favorite lines in the movie after they sprinkled his pillow, he's in class and they're oh, the worst sex education movie I've ever seen in my life. And some other, uh, you know, insensitive male makes a comment about yes means yes. No means no, whatever. And he goes through this whole speech about being, sensitive yeah um and the girls leave and they're so excited that their spell worked because so, they heard him talking about sensitive heteronormic normative yeah but okay, we roll it back because the irony is completely lost on this film that the his moment and them finding out that their spell the spell that they placed on him worked is when he had a speech about consent so he is sitting there talking about consent and why this is not funny this is a serious matter and these women who just put the spell on him to completely change his personality all of a sudden now they do um, go into a little bit later that it's maybe it didn't so much change his personality as make him feel comfortable being who he was, right? Because all of a sudden, come to find out, he had a sexual experience with uh, David Duchovny's son, I guess. And see, that trip, see, that whole thing tripped me up because I, okay, so obviously that's not what happened. Or no, no, what, what I thought happened is obviously not what happened. Me and Savannah got into a little argument about it because. I thought that who got, Tim, who, who got well, it? Well, I thought Timmy was David Duchovny's son as well. No, because okay, he's, so, he's always in the house and he looks just like the rest of them. So when he said that he had, you know, a little, you know, hey man, you know, he had he had a little fun, little funsies with Isaiah. With, 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 with Isaiah Savannah's like, oh, Isaiah is David Duchovny's son. And I'm like, oh, and she's his stepdaughter. And there, I'm even texting Patrick this in the in the group. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, we got a stepdaughter in love with what turns out to be a stepbrother who actually is having relations with his brother who could be a stepbrother, but is David Duchovny. I, I, I was so confused. I was absolutely confused. But like, um... That's also one of the reasons why it was so confusing earlier on, because the one, the guy, so he's the one that she like threw into a, um, he was the one who was bothering her and she like used magic to throw him into the lockers, right? Yeah, and, so, again, and, and that was like one of those random scenes where, again, they hadn't honed any of their skills. There was never a buildup. And no. like out of nowhere, she is like, she, you know, it's like one of those things like, how did she, she obviously has always had these abilities or something. And then boom, like you said, that was, I think it was like the opening of the montage. He comes up and is like, blah, blah, blah. She's, you know, menstruating. And she just like straight up 
Jedi mind tricks him into a, or, you know, force throws him into a set of lockers. Yeah. And that's what David Duchovny, and that's when David Duchovny comes up to her and he's or later on at the house. He's like, Hey, so I heard you threw Timmy into the lockers. That is acceptable behavior. Young lady. We it's have like, a zero tolerance policy on violence in this house. That's not. And, and at first I was like, well, I guess I could understand it. I mean, if that's your son, right? Yeah, I would be protective. Of my See, son. that's what I was thinking too, that but, it was this kid, but it wasn't. It just was Timmy. <laughs> so I would just be like, oh shit. Okay. You know, like that's it, dude, that's not your, get the fuck, get, get back. That's not your place. So, so Timmy, um, he's, uh, got this spell on him, so now he's super woke and everything, and now he, he wants to be one of the girls and be one of their friends. And she has the thing for Timmy, and they really bond over his dead mom and how she told him to clean his room um, via a Ouija board, which is such a weird fucking scene. And yeah, then, I kind of I kind of blacked out. So Timmy accidentally as well. Timmy accidentally leaves his sweater in her room. Right. Oh, the sweater was so bad. So she, this is eight o'clock, and I know it's eight o'clock at night because they mentioned that it's eight o'clock at night. So she goes to her bedroom at eight o'clock at night. And that's, sorry. And, 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 and here's the other thing. Here's the other, this is why I really honestly thought once Vanner brought up, we never see Timmy's parents, even though one of them appears to be dead. But also, he's like wandering around David Duchovny's house at all times. Yeah. At eight o'clock at night, there's no context as to why he's at the house. But he's just also, wandering around like he owns the place and just pops into her room like a stepbrother, like because this is his house. He lives there and he's just checking on her. Yes, but don't don't forget. Oh God, I almost forgot about this. There was a scene at one point, and this is fairly early on. This is like the girls lived in this house for like one day. And one of the stepbrothers is listening to, like, he's watching porn with the volume set. Like, it's like he hooked it up to his speakers. In his oh, room. it's it's all the way Max Savannah. Savannah also. And my thought, whole other thing. I thought, and I don't know what kind of porn that was, but that sounded, it did sound like somebody being attacked. Like, it was, vi- it was, it I was thought, violent. I thought she, <laughs> I thought she was going to walk in on her mother having sex. Because, oh, I was hoping it was. I was like, I, that's but, what I called. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, but like the whole thing, and it's and only because it's cliche. Because the sound effects they were playing legitimately sounded like somebody was being beaten. So like, I did believe that she thought somebody was in danger. You know, that entire thing. She's walking up, but I also knew this is going to be her like because of the cliche she's going to walk into her mom having sex and what kind of implications is that like what kind of crazy shit are they doing to make that kind of sound like it was but what was he doing why he's he just wandering around the house okay and she's casting a spell on, on his sweater on his sweater by I, I can only imagine like but what does that spell do to the sweater like yeah I, I, no no i no what i think what it was spelled too it, i think well because they casted a spell of woke sensitivity so i guess yeah. this next spell which also is kind of strange because he's he's outed himself as either he said he liked both he was crying at one point he was like, <laughs> i like both yeah okay so but he's 
again. He's, so like, but you would think like that, that, that whole scene would bring an understanding to them. But then I think the spell she's casting on his sweater is like a straight up kind of just like the first movie, like a straight up in like a, a love spell to where he will be, um, you know, attracted to or to her like she's gonna set her set her hooks in him um uh, but oh, i don't but, but i don't know because there's was like, her vagina required for that <laughs> or was that just thrown in I, there i mean i don't know um I, it could have definitely been something something uh more more attractive than a sweater did he just it just doesn't make any sense like how i don't know what she planned on doing with that sweater that sweater looked like it was from 1992 also. Yeah. Yeah. It was very big. It was like, it was like, it was like a Sean John very or maybe, maybe an echo. It was color blocked actually with color block probably was a Tommy Hilfiger sweater. Um, so then he just barges into her room, right? Or yeah. He, just like a brother, just yeah. like somebody who lives in the house. Yeah. He just barges into a room and I, I swear to God, like <sighs> I, my immediate thought was, He's gonna smell it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, she doesn't have any fans going. You know, it's <laughs> that was my first thought. Especially, you know, she just she just gets up out of bed, walks over to him, like hugs him, shakes his hands and shit. Like, dude, I didn't see you didn't wash your hands. Well, she was she was fully clothed as well, so she got put together. Either really quick or didn't have a chance to uh, fair enough get, to get it going. But either which way, I guess it took hold because then they have like a little makeout session, and they're 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 doing it like because then David Duchovny pops his head in, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on, Timmy?" Again, not like a dad, not like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" It's late, or you know like young lady like no something like that but because nobody yeah. cares that this guy it, it's like a brother and then he busts him and he's like oh and then he kind of then david Duchovny scuttles off back to his dungeon or whatever and but, they just and they just keep macking with the door open which was also me and center like this again this is like written and shot like a movie or written and shot as a movie that no like, like it just it just infuriates you so much when you see stuff like, at least for me, because like, this is not how any of this would work. Like, if you just got busted by your stepdad. Yeah, it ends. Yeah. Well, and but then no, they just keep going, and you're just like, it's just really awful, awful like writing, or obviously, well, nobody the, knows how any teenage human beings actually interact with one another. And and again, like. It's it's the wokeness, and it's not the idea of wokeness because it, it, I look, man. I want everyone to get along. Everyone should just fucking you know get along. I don't give a shit. But you know what? I don't want I don't want a movie to not understand how human beings actually work, and then overcorrect to the point where they legitimate they have to spell out any and all injustice in the world, right? And just force feed it to somebody and to the point where <sighs> you know it, it well, well okay so here's 
here's the thing. Here's like a good example of it. Okay. So this movie is a very good example of, like you said, there's no subtext. There's no subtlety. So to me, the message is completely lost because all you do is roll your eyes at it. So, but then you can insert movie, uh, movie, uh, you know, movie makers like just off the top of my head, like, uh, John Carpenter. Okay. So you got John Carpenter. He makes a movie. Uh, they live that whole movie. It's not that subtle, but it's all about capitalism and the government and Reaganomics in the eighties and all these things like that. But not one part of that movie. Somebody stares right at the camera and is like capitalism, bad poverty, bad. Yeah, exactly. It it just, it doesn't do that because if it did, nobody would watch it. And that's why people not saying it's the greatest movie ever made, but also that's why people 30, 40 years since the movie was made still can watch the movie and it still applies today like it did in 1983. Yeah. This movie applies to nothing. Yeah, so um the to bring up something recent that that I'm like that I'm currently watching. I'm I'm watching that show uh Midnight Mass on Netflix, right? Um I'm yeah, just I want to watch that because of the Bly Ma- the guy that did Bly Manor and House on Haunted yeah. or whatever the haunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, Michael Flanagan, really good. Um, but so that film, that show, I mean, it's very clear. It every film does this, or at least good films tend to do this. They have that subtext, you know. They have everything is uh, typically a metaphor for something else. Uh, uh, the characters always have to go through a personal journey, right? Um, so in Midnight Mass, well, the main character is haunted by. Uh, his own alcoholism, right? Well, that's going to tie into the fact that the sh- the show is basically um, it's about vampires, right? So alcoholism, vampires, you're dealing with the same themes as far as struggling with an addiction. Um, like the alcohol would be that metaphor for their addiction to blood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. But at no point at all does any character come out and say the words, this is like alcoholism. That no, is again, you're supposed yeah, yeah. between like, that's the difference between a good thing and the craft legacy where the entire ending, the last five, five to 10 minutes of the film is David Duchovny coming out of nowhere for no apparent reason. Like, I don't know. At my at first, I was like, "Oh, did he did he specifically seek out this girl's mother to set this up?" And I was like, "No, it seems like he found out after the fact." So it just so happens that she yeah, left. and he never met her before. Okay, yeah. so hold on, because because we got to get to this. We, so we're just gonna fast forward we're, very we're, quickly. They make so, out with Timmy. The next day at school, it turns out that Timmy killed himself. Everybody's sad. The girls in the coven find out that uh, that Flo. Um, cast a love spell on him again. There's the like I talk about all the time. Drama in movies is good, but when you're literally just being as lazy as you possibly can to create that stupid scene that's in every single movie where the friends disband, this is exactly that they disband, and then boom, we catch up to the funeral, and here we are, like Patrick. Pretty much that's it, and then here we are, David Duchovny. And I guess like enter David Duchovny all of a sudden who has this whole 
diabolical plan that makes no sense. So I'm gonna let Patrick. He he does. He morphs. He mor. He. It's, he tra- he tries to give get her to give him his powers as he is disguised as her mother. Yeah, so it wasn't even a, a huge diabolical plan. Again, like it's not no. it's not as though he planned all this out. He set it up, he he seduced her mother to get her there so that he could steal her power. That is what you would expect. That is a plot. No, okay, so yeah. That would be kind of, uh, that would be fairly unoriginal. That'd be what you'd expect from a normal plot. But it's at least a series of events that lead to a thing. Instead, this was a random, oh, you just happen to go to this guy's house. He happens to be a warlock. He doesn't specifically want your power because he wants to be more powerful. He wants your power because, and he's been. Five minutes telling you this. You shouldn't have it because you are weaker than man. You are a woman and quote, we will not bow down to you. That is the culmination of this film. Out of nowhere, for no apparent reason, David Duchovny's character attacks this girl because she has powers. And he, he didn't know she did when he met her mom. So it's like you said, it's like, it, you know, it's like, again, so I, I assume when they were making this movie, they were trying for certain things. And it's like, like what you're saying like right here, this, if it was done by anybody with any amount of competence would have started introducing real subtlety to the story to where you're looking at David Duchovny and she she is figuring out that he did. He stalked her mother. He knew who she was. This whole thing was to get to Lily. But again, it's like an aha moment. But it's not because it's just random. Well, it's, and it doesn't. It's not surprise. I mean, I mean, I guess it could be surprising. But again, it's like for a movie, it's really not. It's like, haha, David Duchovny is a this evil warlock guy. When you're like, okay, uh, uh, okay, sure. And, and- <laughs> Does he ever like other than shape shifting? Like, because he he changes. No, he exactly. He does nothing except for he is an. Oh no, is, no no wait wait wait! He, he snaps his fingers. No no no! He 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 does because after he shape shifts, he like he does this big like <laughs> stupid televised like ah, and he like leaps at her, but yeah. like slowly, like he's gonna like grab her and then just disappears, and she she, she just hides. And then she's looking all over the place. And then, like, it's a drawn out, like, 15 to 20 seconds of her looking around. It is so poorly paced, just that one tiny scene. And then he just appears in front of her again, like, he never went anywhere. And just and cold cocks her. Bam. Cold cocks her. Like, oh, my God, that scene alone just perfectly um, illustrates the entire film. Um, and, and again, there's nothing that leads you to believe any of this about David Duchovny. It, I mean, like not, 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 not like the powers and the warlockiness. No, he's like, he's like, I think he's like a therapist or he's like a, he's like a self-help guy that only treats broken men. And he's like an author of books, maybe like a Jordan Peterson I type have- character, I guess. And I guess, the, I guess that's probably what they're going for. Like, we're going to be really hip. People are going to, you know, because Jordan Peterson's bad or people like, you know, because that's all it was. And he, there was nothing that led you to believe that he was 
a warlock. Yeah. No. One. No. Nothing at all except for the the, the very end. I mean, and like you said, he disappears, reappears, boom, hits her, and then I mean, this movie just tracks right off of that, and we're heading like a freight train toward the ending. So again, it's almost like as they were shooting, it's like, hey, did we shoot any? Uh, did we shoot any scenes with David? Um, you know, like where he's casting spells or maybe he's walking somewhere and he has a spell book under his arm or he has a tattoo, you know, of like a, ain't like there's no discovery. There's, this would have been so easy. You said the girls are, they didn't even show the girls reading spell books, but they opened up an ancient book and see that this ancient warlock tribe has this symbol and David Duchovny has that necklace. Anything, anything could have tied this together. And they did none of it. No, no, they did zero. They did zero. What they did do is have this happen. Careful, the wind's in there. A lot of weirdos out here. We are the weirdos, mister. Oh, that's just like what they said in 1996. Oh no, her powers aren't working. <laughs> now they're working because they're working together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, then the then the um Oh, and that's also what I don't get about this. Like, how did Earth, Wind, Fire and Water? How how did the how did Captain Planet get involved in this movie? I'm going to need you to not ask questions like that, bro. Yeah. Because that's really that's literally what they do. He they he 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 starts slapping them around, and then they all just start popping up at at true north, south, east, and west, but and they all start going earth, wind, fire, no, water, no. and then and then no. they hang on fire. They hang on fire, and they just start going fire, 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 yeah. fire. He can't get out. Because they're just way too powerful. <gasps> He's getting there. Uh-oh. Now he's throwing them in four specific spots. <gasps> oh my gosh. Did he, he just mess up? It's like he thought to himself, I'm going to throw this one at zero degrees north. I'm going to throw this one at 90 degrees east. I'm going to throw this one at 270 degrees west. And I'm going to throw this one at 180 degrees south. But I want to make, yeah, I got to make perfectly sure that this works. Until you tried to make him in your own image. So then I, I had to kill him. Restore the order. Because we are not in your image. We are your rulers and kings. Thing is, you got yourself here. It's your plan with fire. 
sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, so I just wanted so to, yes, it it, I, culmi- I, it, it culminates that whole in, time I was trying to get to that. <laughs> well, and and there it is. So it, it culminates there after David Duchovny has again, you know, okay, the uh, me and Patrick go on about me and Patrick don't agree on on certain things. Can't say a lot of things, but certain things. And I say the number one thing that gets us the worst in any movie is is exposition written yeah. in dialogue. I don't. You could write exposition everywhere in a movie. Again, it could be that you saw a character carrying a book or had a tattoo of a warlock tribe or whatever. That's exposition. Yes. But David Duchovny, straight up, like Mike Tyson, throat punches her. Knocks her out, and then, as she comes awake, explains the whole thing. He wants her powers. We could do this the easy way or the hard way. She says, well, you'll have to kill me first, and he's like, ha-ha, the easy way. Then he literally, we just had exposition that Timmy summoned her, her coven through a Ouija board, so we know that we figured out. That's enough exposition, at least kind of ish, for me to know that Timmy didn't kill himself, that David Duchovny killed him. We still have no idea why. Doesn't matter. Not even going to go into it. But then cut back to David Duchovny standing over her. And he's just, there he is, saying the words. And that's why I had to, killing you will be easy, blah, 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 because it was easy to kill Timmy. And again, it's like just, they spoon fed you the whole movie and they just keep doing it all the way till the end of the movie. And it's like, to me, it's, I'm not a big, I mean, I kind of actually liked the 96 craft. We, we rewatched it a little while ago. It, it's a good movie. It has, there's so many things in that movie that also go into the story of the protagonist of the girls. Nev Campbell was burned. They don't have to go through a whole rigmarole of the how or why, but there's her trauma. The other one, um, Feruza Balk, her parents are her 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 dad is dead. Her stepdad is a drunken lunatic. Her she's they live in a trailer in the middle of nowhere. Like she has her trauma. The main good, the main one in the movie, um, her her dad is remarried. Her mother died. Her mother was into spells and witch witchcraft. So you kind of have her trauma and her, and these are just, they don't spend a lot of time on this, but it's enough for the audience to understand that all four of these characters are the way they are because of certain things. This movie gives you none of it. It gives you absolutely, it gives you no reason to like them. It gives you no reason to root for them. It just, honestly, it doesn't even give you a reason to root against David Duchovny because his character is not, his character is not even unlikable because it's so unbelievable. You don't believe his character. You don't believe that you just, you can't believe it. You know what I mean? So, so so he's an unlikable character, but when he's written that poorly, you don't believe it. So you, so you're not invested. You don't, you don't care. No. Yeah. He's a cartoon. Um, that's where this movie really, really does the most disservice because it, it undermines its own, like, li- like just painstaking points. The, the, the things that it tries to spell out for you, it can't even accomplish in its, on its own. Like, the, lean into it. 
lean, the, lean into it. Her mother is, I'd say lean into it. Her mother's broke, can't afford a place to live. She ends up moving in with her boyfriend. Let him be abusive. Let him be a terrible, terrible person. But they're not. He he snaps his fingers, and at the end, he tells you he's a terrible person, but you really don't ever see that he's a terrible person. He just tells no. you that he is. Exactly. And that's where that's where they wanted everything to come out in dialogue. Again, like they didn't want to show you that he's terrible, other than the fact that they'd have him like give stupid stare downs at everybody at all times. Um, yeah, but but that's almost like a red herring to an extent in things because yeah, he's just is he the evil stepdad? Is he not the evil again, like give me a give me something more. Let him slap him around a little bit. Like give me a reason to be like, okay, he he is he's, di- he's diabolical and there's like you know what I mean? Like there's 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 Again, there's like there, there's no bad guy in this movie. I don't even consider him a bad guy because, like you said, you can't believe him, and you don't. This is a movie. This is a visual thing. It's the visual arts, and we don't see any of it. No, well, they don't. We get montages of sparkle baths. It and... undermines it. It undermines its own point, and the thing that it tries so hard at at driving home. Like one of the themes of it is that her mom always told her your difference is your superpower. Well, actually, you know, we we're not really shown or told how and like in what way, shape or form. Well, well, that's what Savannah said, too, because she's watching it and she's our female correspondent is. She's a teenager. Like she, she is. She's a normal teenager. Savannah her, said it. Like she would. She even said it. Rewatching the original craft. Like these girls probably would have just been like the regular popular girls. Because besides in the first craft, besides their home life, their school life, and same with this girl, her home life. I'm gonna say is like, is like a three out of ten. It's not bad because David Duchovny's only there because he's always on a. He's always on a. A, a woman haters road trip. So yeah. we never actually see him and her school life is fine. Besides that one incident, which the whole school just forgot about. So well, again, why are, and they don't explore any of the other girls. These no. are just three random girls that pop up. You don't know anything about them other than the fact that, you know, like, uh, these girls seem like they made themselves the weird girls, you know, kind of like how to your point, yeah, in the original craft, oh, these girls would have been the popular girls. Well, no, Rob, because gothy punk stuff isn't cool if you admit that everyone else thinks it's cool, right? So, and, and, and really, there was only, but but also, but also, it's like what Savannah said in the original, the first girl, the main girl, she moves into the town. She's smart. She's funny. She's not goth. She's very polite. She's very nice. She's actually getting hit on by all the guys, not in like a bad way. She's already kind of taking that role of like the popular new girl, Nev Campbell. She has scars, but nobody makes fun of her for them. So she's not really getting picked on in school. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in a lot of stuff. The, the black girl in it. She is a varsity swimmer. She does get picked on at school by the overly racist blonde girl so but i mean but they're but these characters we have little 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 intros into them you know what i mean and like you said in this movie these three girls show up in the bathroom with a pair of sweaty shorts and we that's it we know nothing 
about them. We don't know why. The movie opens with them. The movie does open with them like failing to cast a spell because they don't have a fourth person. So that's, again, how the movie is spelling out these girls need a fourth person. Um, yeah. And then, it, so that that's true, but uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like what you said. The movie, the movie obviously has a, has a overwhelming subtext, which is no longer a subtext. It is in the text yes. as an overwhelming um, statement to make, but they contradict their own statement constantly because you're making this pro girl power movie and well, all it, the characters in it have there there's nothing good or bad they're they're just there they're just taking up space because even lily's story is not it's not it's not interesting because where's her trauma except for the fact that her and her mom who really get along really well she's never met her father move into david Duchovny's house who is kind of a jerk this is this is every single abc after school special there's nothing remotely intense or upsetting about well, her predicament. And if you, if you want to make a movie wherein the, again, this is, this is the same thing. Black Christmas does. Um, Don't spoil you, it for me. I haven't seen it now. I, I won't. Um, if you want to make a movie where the main bad guy is toxic max masculinity, right? Then you have to at least, Throw in, you know, a normal male here and there. Um, it doesn't count if the one guy in your entire film, the one male actor and character in the entire film who isn't uh, suffering from toxic masculinity um, is under a spell. You, you can't have it where he was just as bad as all the other ones, but then we put a spell on him and now he's better. Like, well, you know, okay. And here's my thing. And I'm, and, and again, black Christmas does the same thing when you, when you do that and your movie is about toxic masculinity, but then you're basically showing it affects every single male. There is no, you know, um, <laughs> there, there, there are no good ones unless we fix them. And, and so here's my, my thing on it. I understand that's what the movie is going for. Obviously is toxic masculinity you if okay look in my okay so you're going to make this movie and you're going to change people's minds you're going to expose you are not okay this is what they're trying to do um and this is what you're trying and this is this is what they're going for they're going to be edgy and they're going to they're going to expose it and it's going to be blah 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 you have to at least show me actual in my opinion actual real examples of it david duchovny giving you a sour look, in my opinion, is it is it condescending and undermining? Is it, is it insensitive? Yes. The guy's making fun of her flow, which was highly abnormal. That is. And it is insensitive, and it's terrible, and it's it's awful. And, and we spent it, it, minutes it, doing on this very program. No, no, no. But I mean, but it's because again, it's the it's it's how they presented the flow. It was a cartoon. Yeah, you know, it was unbelievable. Once you make it to, it's like it's like a pass interference call on an uncatchable catch. It doesn't count. Yeah, 
I mean, no, that's it. It just, it doesn't count. If you're, if you're asking us to feel emotions about real situations, the situation has to be believable. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Right. I mean, it just does. Like if she, if she had the same thing happen to her and it wasn't like that and she was, I would have liked to have seen, I want to hate the characters. Like I want to hate the bad guys. I want to like the good guys, but when you make everything so unbelievable, and like you said, with the character, the toxic masculine character who turned out to be playing for both sides of the field or whatever, like I never, he wasn't around long enough for me to hate him. He, he made a comment. Then he made another comment and she judo, she judo mind forced him into the lockers. And then they did the semen condom cocktail and it's fixed. So like, again, there's no suspense. There's no buildup. There's, there's no actual real emotion. If you were, I don't, I haven't seen black Christmas. I'll check it out. But in this movie, make it show me. I want to see David Duchovny being an overly toxic, you know, masculine guy. I want to see the guys in the school. I want to see all of those things happening. So like, to me, this movie is like, Look, we're not going to go after just the real toxic triggers or whatever, but now we're going to go after subtle triggers. We're going to go after people that make a comment. And guess what? In this world, people do, and most of them are ignorant, and most of them are stupid. And, you know, most of them deserve to have bong bong water semen cocktails spilled all over their pillows. (laughs) Fine. But again, like you said, the whole buildup is the David Duchovny. And until he told us what he did, he's just, it's just, it's just like such a, it's just like, I don't know. The whole thing is just weird. I wouldn't mind seeing a movie that did it the right way, but it seems like to me, they spent eight. Oh, that's the other thing. They spent $18.6 million on this movie. And it is the most bland, boring, unbelievable um, you know, cultural statement that could be made for twenty million dollars. I will, yeah, I'll wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, the, the only silver lining, the only silver lining, is they spent eighteen point two or six million, and the movie did two point six. So <laughs> thankfully, Bloomhouse lost sixteen million dollars on the movie. Good as as they should. All right, I, I'm I'm done talking about that movie. God damn, it, it's been an hour and a half. Yeah, no, and I do recommend that you watch it, though. Yep. Okay, so we're going to move on to uh, Pitch Deck, um, which is going to be Patrick pitching me the Nicolas Cage movie (sighs) Prisoners in a Ghostland that, uh, thankfully, thanks to this segment, I'm not going to have to watch. Yeah, so that means this is going to be a... You know what? I think this maybe this will be the new format. This could be because I'm not really good at watching movies. That'll actually no, no. But here's the thing: is that this means that you will have to watch the movie, Rob. Like the next one, you have to watch. I don't have to watch because I will ask you legitimate questions about it, and you have to you have to answer. Okay, fine. All right, good. good. That's going to make picking the next one so much easier. All right. So, 
Hey, we're going to try to like hold the format kind of, but I don't know how well it's going to work because I have not seen anything yeah. about this movie except for the trailer. Um, yeah. So we're just going to like roll with it. Um, I promise. Yeah. And I promise that every single word that I say is going to be accurate. So. Well, it should be because you just watched it today. Like this is fresh. I did like, like literally 12 hours ago. Ah, <sighs> all right. So I've got a movie for you, Rob. No, oh, that's what we do here at Big Big Movie Productions, LLC, Florida. Yes, sir. All right. So, um, first and foremost, I want you to let want to let you know that I've uh, really really gone for the top billing for this one. Um, <laughs> so, so I so so no 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 Kirsty no Kirsty Alley or no um, uh, the guy that played Superman, but I'm supposed to forget that Superman ever existed. Um, we did, we did reach out to Christopher. Uh, we didn't hear back. So, oh, okay. Still on that. Um, however, uh, I mean, his, his loss. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he, he would have been great in this. So the movie, uh, movie of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. One could call it, call it that. Um, okay, no, so, no, no more, no more, no more puns about over. <laughs> Oh, Chris Reeves. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. So, this movie, Rob, is going to be starring Nicolas Cage. Ooh. Yeah, we managed to acquire Nicolas Cage. I just movie. I just watched that pig movie he did and I thought it was thought it was a fantastic. Good, good. Cuz uh, you know, I what we really wanted to do here, we really wanted to push him out of his comfort zone, you know? Um, really wanted him to just kind of let loose and, you know, um, throw logic and, and rationale out of the window. Okay. He's, he's good at that. So, I mean, uh, what kind of, what, what, what genre of movie would we, uh, would we classify this as, um, a, a, as a film, um, it would definitely be, so we've got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of heist in there. Um, a little bit of uh, personal redemption, if you will. Um, a little bit of hell comes to Frogtown, um, in there as well. Whatever you want to classify that as, ah. I do. I, I I am a huge fan of uh, of, of the Frogtown series as yeah. a whole. Good, 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 good. Because we we took a lot from that. Um, like more than you would think. In fact, and what we did was we replaced all the frog people with um, Japanese extras. And um, so really important uh, was that anybody with a speaking role um, is American. Every other character in the entire film is Japanese. Well, okay. So let me roll back. Um, so, there will be some of the Japanese people will be speaking. Sometimes they will speak in English. Sometimes they will speak in Japanese. And sometimes when they speak in Japanese, we will translate it at the bottom. And the other times when they speak in Japanese, we will simply say speaks in Japanese at the bottom. So really, if you're, if you're trying to do something else while you watch this, you're, you're, you're going to have a hard time following it. So, so the movie would, you know, you don't see that that would cause, um, you know, chaos. 
your people trying to watch the movie would become uh, lost. I, you know, in, and I assume a very complicated plot. Um, so yes and no, uh, mass confusion is kind of what we're going for. Uh, as far as complicated plot, um, uh, could you elaborate on the word plot? Well, I'm thinking of the overall, uh, you know, the storing, the storyline, the, you know, the beginning, middle and end and why the characters are there. And I assume we'll have a, we'll have, you know, character arcs. Um, leading up to uh, to to a, a climax. No, no, we don't do that here. So what what we've got going on? Um, so we open up uh, with uh, Nicholas Cage, right? He and this other large guy who kind of looks like uh, I don't know, man. He, he looks like the Undertaker Undertaker from WWE, but like really pale and uh, blonde, maybe. Um, anyway, they're gonna be they're gonna be. Um, uh, stealing some money, doing a little bank heist, you know, in the middle Ooh. of the day. Yeah, right. the kind of like, so kind of like, kind of like heat. Yes, exactly like heat, except like not. Um, they won't. So they're not wearing any masks. Um, they are the only two white people. Uh, they're about three feet taller than everybody else in the room, and they're shouting in English. Um, and these people, I assume, are the the the, the native um, Japanese. Well, yeah, because they don't speak, so they have to be by okay. They have to be Japanese. Okay. So, um, in the midst of that, a little boy loses his. Um, this haunts Nicholas Cage, but also he's in jail. Uh, I don't know how much time has passed. Uh, roughly, probably fifteen years or so. And so, let me tell you, um, we didn't know who we were going to cast as this character until, do you remember a couple years back when uh, KFC did that incredible ad campaign where they just kept switching out Colonel Sanders? Oh, they had Norm MacDonald and I, I just adore him. Yes, yes. So they had Norm Macdonald, they had uh, Daryl Carvey, um, uh, they, they, just, they just kept going, uh, Jim Gaffigan. Well, we came across um, one of the audition tapes that they didn't go with, um, Bill Mosley, apparently. Who? Bill Mosley? It's, uh, it's not ringing any bells for me. Um, well, has he, has he, has he done anything recently? <sighs> nothing you would have heard of. Um, oh, okay. So kind of a, kind of an independent, um, actor. I, you know, is he, is, is he up and coming as you know, I assume, uh, with, uh, with this kind of a seeming to be a bank robbery action packed movie, he's maybe a, a younger, um, up, up and coming actor no. to be teamed with. With the no. with Nicolas Cage, no, not at all. He's been acting for uh, oh god, probably forty five years or so. Um, huh. Well, interesting, interesting choice. Yeah. Um, um. Top top billing on 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 this film. Oh, never once in his life. No. Oh, um, okay. So you've probably come across him at some point if you've ever watched a sequel to a horror movie. Um, typically he's not in the first ones, at least not prominently. 
Um, there was that weird guy who smelt like uh, bong water and um, and uh, and Newports uh, who pitched a movie last week. I think he he used some butt. But um, yeah, uh, really, if you want to get a sense for what he brings to the table, uh, I want you to go talk to somebody who's wearing headphones, but they forgot that they're wearing headphones and that everybody else can hear at a normal volume and they don't have to shout. Um, that's where he gets a lot of motivation. Okay. Okay. I think I'm getting, uh, I think I'm getting kind of a clear picture. This would be the kind of guy that would, um, go to, let's say those, uh, comic conventions and charge, you know, upwards of $17 for, uh, for a selfie. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. 17 was the booth next door. We were able to get him for 10. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have to, I, you know, okay. So I, so, he, so he is, um, you said, you said something about Colonel Sanders. Yes. Um, how does this fit into the overall, um, you know, Japanese, um, right. feel of the, of the movie? Oh, well, the Japanese feel comes from the fact that there are Japanese people in it. Like almost predominantly Japanese people, unless they speak. Do we know? But the movie takes place in Japan, correct? Um, it takes place in Samurai Town and Ghost Land. Okay, I'm I'm googling. Don't here. don't you don't you don't need to you don't need to look into this. So, is this some kind of? I assume. Oh, well, I, I I have to assume now. This is a. This is a made-up uh, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders has lost three of his grandchildren. Okay, um, two of them have come back, and one of them is still gone. So he sends out Nicholas Cage, who's been in jail for fifteen years, and the only thing we know about him is that he robbed a bank once. Um, so, so he has no experience in search and rescue, or no, not that. Or, to, no. you know, detectiving or, no. um, no. no, how does Colonel Sanders know Nicolas Cage? Oh, well, we were going to reveal that later on in the movie. Uh, okay. I'm just going to, just going to, just going to put a, just going to put a little, 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 little tick mark here. No. We'll discuss Colonel Sanders, Nicolas Cage bank robbing relationship yes. further on. Uh, so this would be a twist. Not really. No. Okay, cool. Just, okay. Continue. So, all right. So, um, Bill Mosley, uh, gets Nicholas Cage out of jail and he's like, Hey, except he shouts it because he's Bill Mosley. And it's like weird. How do, I don't know how somebody speaks off tone, but he somehow does. Um, he has this amazing ability to not speak like a normal human being. Like, so is he like trying, like, could we say like, he's trying to like impersonate poorly, um, like a Bobcat Goathwaite type character. No, he's, he's just doing the same thing he's done in everything he's ever been, except you can tell he's trying to throw a Southern accent on top of it, but it's, it's just, not, it's not working. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the only thing. Um, so, and he, so he, he, he tells Nicholas Cage, Hey, I need you to go get my granddaughter. She is in Ghostland, right? Um, and he doesn't want her to become a uh, he, he a says, ghost. Well, he says she's with the sodomites, but 
I think he and I think sodomites are a whole different thing. I'm not oh. sure. Okay, because I want to make sure because we we've already discussed this with Village of the Dam that you that you pitched to me that we if it's look we're we're okay if it's there we just we can't see it. Well, good news. So we have something built into the plot, whatever that is. Um, so again, you remember Hell Comes to Frogtown? Oh, of course. I watched it. I mean, I just watched it last week. Okay. So. You know that uh, that design back in like what was it like 1982, whatever year yeah. we did that. Um, that design for that that undergarment that he had that had his uh, his 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 testicles in, as well as his penis. Yes, the 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 the, the explosive chastity belt. Yes, 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 yes. So we managed to do something like that, except it looks way worse and. Also, it's a, it's like a, if a leather jacket was a onesie, um, it's like that and the explosive devices. So we have one on each testicle. Okay. Then we have one on each forearm and then we have two right at the neck where it zips up. Okay. So where this is going to come in is. Bill Mosley sends him out to get his granddaughter. He keeps calling it his granddaughter, which we'll get into. And he sends him off to the ghost land with this suit where if he doesn't come back in three days, it'll explode. Okay. That's, that's spooky. Now we have, now we have some stakes, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's very, it sounds very suspenseful minus the, 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 the leather onesie um but no i mean yeah so far we're still interested okay cool so so the one on the neck is what's going to explode in three days if he doesn't you know come back with the girl the one on his on each forearm right is going to go off what we're told if he strikes a helpless female like that is the line that is said if you get the English inclination to strike a helpless female it will blow up how and does the uh, how, how does the um the leather onesie know what um nicholas cage's inclinations would be okay so two things number one it doesn't number two they they said that it has some kind of neuro link so it knows what his thoughts are however oh, cool, well cool so do we get to see like them plug plug like a link into his head like in the matrix or johnny mnemonic no you see him zip up the one like it it it's it all looks terrible you're gonna love it um but the important thing to note is that uh even though they explicitly said if you try to strike a hopeless woman um it also essentially just makes him completely uh defenseless in any way shape or form because he tries to defend the woman and himself from a group of prisoner zombies, and um, it blows up when he tries to hit one of them uh, on his arm. So he loses an arm? No, 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 no. That see, we imply that, right? Because that would that would suck. Instead, it's just like kind of an owl kind of thing. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you know but what? I'm, I'm only- just gonna. We're just gonna. The bomb can only blow up once, so 
you know, it's like, ow, that's a deterrent. Uh, but it, you know, but it's not. But then, so, so he, he, he gets the ghost land. He convinces them to let him grab the girl. She can't speak. Uh, for, because she's uh, Japanese. No, no, no. She She's actually the only one of the grandchildren who wasn't Japanese. Um, so she can speak. But she can't for the movie reasons until randomly then she can because the suit also has a uh, thing so remember i said it was three days or the suit would explode well you can extend that out to five days as long as she says her name into it and then it it gives you two more days because it will recognize her voice saying her name so um after he passes out because he um do you want to ask me a question about the testicles Oh, sorry. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, I was, I, you know, I, I, I had forgot about that. Um, but yes, uh, sure. Let's, uh, let's, let's go down that rabbit hole, uh, while I'm, while I'm keeping track here on my, on my notebook. Okay. So she's sitting on the, on the wagon that he's dragging her on. Um, he's, well, he, so he, he, he went across, I assume the, uh, the, the badlands, in, in in like a in a wagon no 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 he he first tried to they gave him a car right kind of like a mad max yes type, type thing here okay so we're doing, yes. we're doing so hell comes to frog town yes mad max okay and then so like i feel like we have to talk about this um there's a completely throwaway pointless thing where He's well aware of the time constraints. He's well aware of what he needs to do. He's well aware that he needs to bring another human back with him. And the car that they give him, um, he does this whole thing where he gets in it, and then he does this like spinny move, like he's about to leave all dramatically. And then he turns the car off, jumps out, and gets onto a bicycle with a basket and a little bell, and then rides that down the road. And so, he takes that to rescue the girl? He tries to take that, and then this guy who's a henchman, this samurai, um, follows him and drops off the car and says, no, take this. And Nicolas Cage is like, oh, time constraints or some shit, and then he gets in the car. So the whole thing was pointless. Okay, sorry I asked. We'll, we'll get back to the, uh, to, the, to the testicles. Sorry, so many things. So he's got her in the basket, and he's trying to get her to... Uh, to you know, wake up or or talk to him or whatever. Probably talk because I think it's getting close to the time where she needs to say her name into things like talk, talk, talk. And like, there's this really awkward part because she has this. She has pieces of like a mannequin costume thing, like trying to take it off get her to talk and he's just shouting take it off take it off like like nicholas cage does you know you know yeah how he, yeah, yeah oh um, yeah we know how we know this how goes does. on for like 45 seconds of him yelling take it off take it off it it's getting it it's weird it's getting weird and uncomfortable and then uh he, for whatever he starts giving her water and he like holds her head back she's just staring at him and he's just pouring water into her mouth and her mouth is just filling with water and it's just coming out of her mouth 
and there's there's nothing sexual about any of this whatsoever to anybody except for Nicolas Cage's character apparently because then his his testicle bomb starts beeping and then explodes. So one of his testicles just just ex- just gets exploded and then he reaches into the hole because again this suit like they're just very you know they're not large explosives so it just specifically blew off the the, the connecting tissue of that testicle because he reaches in the hole he pulls out one single testicle and i think he says something like this is my testicle or something that extent. and then he passes out okay so then she crawls up to him and then says her name and into the thing because because the the the, the thing on his wrist uh, randomly does Bill Mosley voice of Beatrice. It's your grandpa. Say your name, like over and over and over again. Um, that yeah, that, that won't get old. No, not at all. And then he wakes up, and then they get attacked by nuclear uh, zombie prisoners. And then he tries to swing at one, and then the one on his arm blows up, and then he passes out again. And then he goes back to Ghost Town, and then some stuff happens. They tell him a story about nuclear waste in a prisoner bus. I'm I'm like having PTSD from this shit, bro. Okay, we're scrapping the pitch deck idea on this. Let me just talk about this fucking movie. That means I won. You did. So, god damn it. So, so then they they do this whole thing where like they uh they have the they they do the one of those army building moments where they're building up like all the people in ghost town are like, Oh, we're going to go, we're going to escape. You know, um, we're all going to escape together. I don't, I don't know why he was the catalyst for this, but whatever. And then out of nowhere, this old guy, he's just staring. It, I, I think somebody like forgot to put in special effects or something. He's just staring and it's not mentioned at all prior to this. He's just staring and then starts going crazy. And, jumping around about, you know, uh, we're going to die or some shit. I don't know. And Nicholas Cage goes, what do the blue butterflies mean? There are no blue butterflies anywhere. And this other random guy goes, blue butterflies means you're going to die soon. It's like, nobody mentioned blue butterflies. (laughs) I had to go back and I'm like, did I just have a stroke? Where are they? What are we doing? And so, So come to find out, the big guy that he was with during the heist, right, um, was a bad dude. That He's the one who ended up shooting the little boy. He's the one who went on a shooting rampage. Nicolas Cage was like, what are you doing? Don't kill people, right? So they get into a fight. They go out into the street. Um, they get it. This is how they both get arrested. Before they get arrested, uh, the big guy shoots a woman who's with a little daughter, right? Uh, that daughter turns out to be this Beatrice girl who he is saving, who like it shows Bill Mosley walk up and, and pick her up, you know, and become her grandpa, which he has sex with his grandchildren, apparently. Of course. Because it's Bill Mosley. I think it was just in his contract. Um, so. Yeah, they were like, we're not sure it's going to work, Bill. So they they have this whole army scene like they're going to fight the, you know, the zombie prisoners and their leader. 
right? And so they're about to head out, and then the zombie prisoners and their leader show up. Um, ooh, plot twist. The, the leader was his friend from the bank heist who got arrested, and then their prison bus got ran into by some nuclear payload thing. And so now he is doomed forever to whatever the fuck. And you know, you you know how that gets resolved, Rob. You know how they they manage to defeat them and, and continue on. To is it blue? Them. Is it blue butterflies? No, Nicholas Cage legitimately just says, "Hey, let me go." And the guy's like, "Okay." <laughs> well, like all of that, dude. So then they go back to Samurai Town, which is apparently what it's called, and they uh, get into a fight with uh, all of Bill Mosley's henchmen, one of which is consistently attacking his own people in the middle of the fight. Like, there's this, like, subplot thing with him where it looks like it'd be a character arc, where it's like, oh, his sister is also one of Bill Mosley's sex slaves, so he... He's forced to work for him so that she can be freed, right? Um, except for, so like he's constantly fighting Bill Mosley's people in the middle of the giant fight where he's also fighting Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage's people. Like he's just, he's, it, it shows that he's primarily fighting Nicolas Cage, but then he'll randomly turn around and kill one of his own people. I, I mean, don't, you're not you're not deterring me. I don't know how. Fully. I hold on. I don't know how else to really, you know, describe this. Um. So I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to see see if I can bring up like some cherry picked moments or something. Just just some of Bill Mosley, really, is all I want. Um, I, I, Rob, I, I really can't, like, I don't know, this, this really is one of those movies, I don't know what else to fucking say about it, like, it, <laughs> it, it speaks for itself, if you were to watch it, like, hold on, this is, don't mess my white juice up. Is this him? Yes, sir, Governor. Uh, he's a mean-looking cuss, ain't he? They say you're a veritable phantasm. That you have slipped through the firm grasp of the law more than any other man on God's great earth. They also say you're the one who robbed the Blooper National Bank in P-29, killing, among others, three tellers, Two security guards, a retired Navy colonel, his mother, and a small boy was only crying, masticating a sweet cherry cherry gumbo. Sounds good. I can't. I can't. I give up. I'm, that I've been up since five o'clock in the morning, and that was the first. That's how I started. Yeah, well, you know, I told you I was too. It was too late by the time you told me for me to tell you that I, I just thought to do that. I, 
I really wish you would punch this. <laughs> well, so, I would. Well, we're again, we're out of time now that we did a two-hour podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we talked for an hour and a half about uh, periods and crap. Which means we talked for a half an hour <laughs> about about a movie that only one of us watched. <laughs> All right, I have to. I I have to give you your pitch deck now. Okay, that's right. Okay, I got my pen. We'll be sure to do with this one. All right. So your pitch deck is going to be demonic. Oh, okay. Well, no, you said it was good. Yeah, because I thought that's the way I I could get you to watch the fucking thing. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> well, give me give me demonic and and give me give me give me an actual pitch deck too. I'll I'll do both. No, that's that's your pitch deck, Rob. <sighs> Fine. Okay. Next not, week. You don't need to do both. That is it. Okay. Well, next week we will do Frogtown that we were supposed to do this week. Yes. And then we will do six degrees of Eddie Furlong. Um, and then pitch deck demonic, and we will have a ultimate metal mix down for Frogtown, because there's no way we can do that episode without having a mix down. Yeah. So you need to get you need to get working on that now and then we'll uh Well, there's another another informative episode. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know about this episode. This is just us grieving for two hours. Yeah, well if anybody had to watch uh oh god I can't I'm not gonna talk anymore about it. Um you heard what we said for next week and we will talk to you then. Yep.